0: Education Matters presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Tom Williams. Through community efforts, partnerships, and new funding, many students without broadband access have been provided loan devices, Wi-Fi hotspots, and community hotspot access in order to complete schoolwork and continue learning. Today we catch up with teachers in Edgecombe County to find out what at-home learning and broadband access looks like. And take a closer look at a collaboration between Google and Caldwell County and their 31 hotspot school buses. I'd like to welcome to the show Khadija Jordan, a teacher at Phyllis Middle School in Edgecombe County. How are you this morning?
1: Good. I'm great. How are you?
0: Great. We're delighted to have you on the show. Thanks for making time out of your busy schedule. Absolutely. So we know you're in about week 10 of transitioning to remote learning. Just generally, how has it been going for you and your students and parents?
1: Well, wow, I mean, the remote learning transition for our scholars was an adjustment. But on the north side of Edgecombe County, we always have these four anchors that we follow by. And two of the anchors really relates to this is there is no normal and everyone owns everything. So meaning like the remote learning transition for us wasn't something that I wouldn't necessarily, like we weren't prepared for, but we're used to not having any normalcy within our school buildings. Um, So prior to COVID-19, the good thing about Phyllis Middle School is that we taught all of our scholars how to use their emails. So they knew how to contact us outside of the classroom. So we, we weren't necessarily worried about our students getting getting up with us or trying to um, make sure that they w- were still connected with us because we've already fostered that community within our school building. Um, also, another thing that we have said was high expectations, academic expectations for our scholars, meaning that irregardless of what situation we came in, we knew that our scholars were at like the the high level for that. And because of that, like there are so many supplemental resources that we were able to use within the year prior to COVID-19. So those same resources are the resources that we use during this time. And that was something that our kids were taught with procedures that happened within our classroom. And just to name a few of the resources that we use were Common Lit, Zella quizzes, and. Like I said before, like, these are procedures that were already in place within our classroom.
0: Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, we know that around the state and certainly in Edgecombe County, there is an issue for families and students that do not have access to the Internet. From your perspective with your students at Phillips, um, has this been an issue for some students? Um, and if so, what are some of the challenges that it's created and the implications that it might have for equity in terms of opportunities for your students?
1: Yes, like there are several students um, that did not have access to the internet. 30% of our scholars we found out did not have access to the internet. So in um, the case of that, we did have to create work packets assignments for them. However, um, the same assignments that the students had online were the same assignments that was printed on paper. And as you know, online interaction with a teacher looks different from paper packet interactions with the teacher. So. Um, We focus so much on our at our school of building of, of our students having a sense of belonging and because of that sense of belonging, we wanted our scholars who were completing assignments on paper to feel that same thing. So what we did, because we literally had two days to get these packets ready and sent out to our scholars. What our teachers did is, we took time when we wrote notes of informations on the work packets for our students. Um, we were informations, encouragement, quick tips on like how to complete assignments and also within those packets, there was some social emotional learning work within there. So they had tips on what to do when they got frustrated or how to take mental breaks from work being that they felt like they had so much work to get done. So that's definitely something um, that we did for our scholars.
0: Great, are there other strategies that you've used to engage your students who don't have internet access in terms of Wi-Fi hotspots, your hotspot buses, those kinds of things? Phone calls? Yeah. What
1: else? Yeah, like um, I would say that the students that did not have access to the internet, that's something that we were focusing on trying to, to get them to make them feel comfortable. And um, one of the things that I noticed when it comes to like the equitable education opportunity, opportunities is that um, we wanted to make sure that we assisted, fa- assisted families in these cases in our rural communities. Um, so during this time, how we engage students. Uh, we as I keep saying over and over they did not have access to the internet so we had to create work packets and we had to make sure that they were still encouraged from those work packets um some scholars actually reached out to friends who did not who knew how to engage and interact with teachers and they would relay messages so that's one of the ways that they got connected with us so also, I'm sorry
0: no go ahead
1: also like attached to the packets were our emails and our extension for our phone numbers. So if the student needed to leave a message, the message would go directly to our emails and we were able to contact them back by phone.
0: Very good. Miss Jordan, we're so delightful to have had you on the show. Thank you so much and keep up the great yes. work and we'll look forward to speaking to you again as you move into the reentry, okay?
1: Yes, thank you so much.
0: Next we have Sandy Fulcher, a teacher at Carver Elementary School in Edgecombe County. Welcome and we're delighted to have you here this evening.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Can you give us an update on how the transition to remote learning has gone for you and your students and parents since our buildings have been closed?
2: It was definitely challenging at first, um, going from being at school and it just happening so fast to all of a sudden being at home. Um, I don't feel like that properly taught my students how to work or when to work when they're at home, completing those assignments. Um, I'm lucky enough that I had already set up some things with my kids like Google Classroom um, and Class Dojo to stay in contact with parents and kids. But many teachers at my school had to set it up in March, so that was definitely a challenge there too. Um, Unfortunately, many parents still don't have access to devices and internet, um, but we get to as many as we can, and the ones that do have really stepped up and risen to the challenge. I'm very proud.
0: That's great. Um, Well you did mention that a number of your students don't have access to the internet at home. How have you as a teacher been staying connected and engaged with those students?
2: Our district has set up hotspots all over the communities. Um, All the schools have them. A lot of the churches in the communities have them. That allows families that have devices, places to go and access those assignments and things. Um, our, Our district has also printed out instructional packets. Um, for students to work on if they don't have a device or access to the internet. Um, Our school has set up Class Dojo. It's an app to connect with parents, so I put assignments on there or try to reach students and parents that way. Uh, We have virtual office hours um, at my school where we offer parents a chance to either video chat with us or have phone calls on certain times um, that maybe wouldn't be the traditional school hours. Um, We also have recorded lessons for YouTube so that uh, the ones with devices or even on their phones, they can access the lessons and going over the instructional materials.
0: I'm sure the parents and the students have really valued having that kind of access to you. And as you've seen firsthand, the COVID crisis has really shined a light on some of the inequities in our communities as well as in our educational system across the state, especially as it relates to broadband access. So as we finish the year and look towards the summer and the fall, can you share with us um, how you and your school have been thinking about these inequities and how to try to address them going into the new school year?
2: Personally, I plan to use a lot of those online resources and tools um, more to their fullest as soon as the year starts. Um, Things like Google Classroom and Class Dojo, um, so that that's something from the start that can be in place. Also, the Sanitation factor, teaching my kids um, while we're at school and even when they're outside of school how to stay safe. Um, and um, building those routines so that way they're used to that kind of thing in a safe classroom. Uh, my district has already had two full days of a uh, virtual PD sessions, teaching um, teachers all of those online resources so that we can use them more for next school year. Also The social emotional factor. We have um, some PD sessions and teachers that are supporting us with tools from um, um, our social emotional
1: resources.
0: We want to extend our gratitude to you and all of the teachers who have really been going above and beyond the call of duty during the remote learning time. And we just want to simply thank you for everything and wish you well as the school year ends and as the fall opens up. Thank you again.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me, I've enjoyed it.
0: After the break, we'll be joined by some parents, students and school leaders in Caldwell County and see what's happening with some very specially equipped school buses in their community. Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Town Bank,
3: serving others, enriching lives.
0: Good afternoon and we're delighted to have Superintendent Don Phipps of the Caldwell County Schools in Lenore join us from uh, Kings Creek School there in rural Caldwell County. Thanks for being on the show and doing a follow-up with us um, Superintendent Phipps on your rolling study halls.
4: My pleasure Tom glad to be here.
0: Looking forward to hearing from you and some of your other stakeholders there so I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you and tell us what's happening.
4: Well, I've got a school bus, as you can see behind me. It's not just a school bus; it's a rolling hotspot that we have in a partnership with the Caldwell County, with the Education Foundation of Caldwell County, and Google. And we have thirty-one of these buses deployed throughout the school system to allow access for our students. And we have two students actually who are working on computers in their cars. And if you can just follow me over, and we'll have a conversation with them. That'd be awesome. Thank you, Don.
5: Yes. Right now, I'm actually I'm loading up my laptop. Um for assignments. This is a great internet source for people who don't have it because you can, you can load up books, you can download things to read. It's easier for classwork instead of doing paperwork and then turning it in at the end of the year. And yeah, recently also my internet has been cutting out in and off. So if our internet does ever go out, we can come here to use this internet for free.
4: Nor how easy is it to get onto the internet? and it have access?
5: It's pretty easy. They take the password of it onto the side of the window so you can get the password whenever you need to.
4: And what about working out of the comfort of your vehicle, particularly on a day like today?
5: It's nice because you don't get rained on, you know, while trying to do schoolwork and such. She's very concerned about how she does in school and keeping up. So that was great, but that was also um, difficult because. Um, she had trouble sometimes uh, knowing if she was doing things correctly online. So I can only imagine how difficult it is for people who don't have internet um, and the challenges that they face—not only feeling behind in schoolwork, but also not having um, internet.
4: How has this service helped you as a parent?
5: This is incredible. Um, like she said, our internet does tend to cut out. So if we need to do something, we're just you know a mile away. Um, come right up here, she can upload her schoolwork. Um, She also takes fiddle lessons and does um, Skype, which can be kind of slow sometimes. So we could just come down here and she could communicate with her teacher that way too. So yeah.
4: We appreciate you both taking some time with us today and and sharing a little bit about how you're using the services that we're providing.
0: Introduce um, us to our guest today.
4: I have another one of our students, Gabby, who's with me. She's in her, her car with her mom and working on her computer. And I wanted to just have her uh, share a few thoughts with us, her mom as well, and and get some insight from the student's perspective. Gabby, thank you for being with us. Can can you tell us how you're using the, the Wi-Fi that we have in the school bus personally as a student?
5: Well, I have four other siblings, and the Wi-Fi can be really slow sometimes. So I can just come here anytime and turn in my work, and it helps a lot, much faster.
4: What are some of the activities or the tasks, things like that, that you're doing on, on our internet that you might not be able to do if, if you didn't have access?
5: Well, Tammy, um, it's like editing your paperwork and study island and AM, like accelerated math and reading.
4: And how easy is it to get on the network and use it?
5: Much easier than okay. at home and it loads faster. Great.
4: Well, from, from a parent's perspective, Can you talk with us a little bit about what things were like back in March when we went into quarantine, the struggles and obstacles from a parent's perspective on the education side and how this may be helping?
3: Um, Yes. So in the beginning, of course, it was really hard because um, you had to set everything up and it took quite a while. And with our slower internet at home with um, five students in our home, that really took a long time. So now we're all set up and we're good. And this um, Wi-Fi bus is a great benefit to us because we can download things much faster, upload things much faster, um, and we don't have to stagger our Wi-Fi time at at home.
4: If you think about what you all as a family are doing in any given day and five students or five uh, children trying to be on, how many hours do you think have been saved just by having the service provided?
3: Hours saved, I would say probably about three or so. (laughs) Just as a guess, yes, definitely. And that
4: has to make a huge difference for you as a parent with everything else going on.
3: It does. It does. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. Helps a lot.
4: We thank you all for joining us.
3: Thank
4: you. Thank you. Tom, those are just some perspectives from our students that are are here using the internet today, a a day here in in Caldwell County with bad weather, but it doesn't stop our students from coming out and using the resources that we've made available. Did a survey in about six, 65% 65% of our families reported internet access. But as I dug into that a little bit more, I realized some of those reports are actual smartphones and things like that, that really aren't conducive and the best devices for students to do schoolwork on. So in addition to the rolling study halls, we're also working with students and trying to provide Chromebooks and other devices that are uh, necessary for them to be able to do the work that's going on.
0: That, that's great. And, I wonder,
4: and the student need and the families in Caldwell County Several of our teachers uh, don't have access either, and that's, a, that's an issue for us from a geography standpoint. Um, they, they, they don't have the access because they're not able to get it in terms of where they live. So we're trying to address these issues right now, but we also feel like it will help us uh, better deliver remote learning and the instructional pieces that are going to be done certainly when the new, new school year begins and beyond. Very good. So this Ms. Costin is joining me, the principal here at Kings Creek. Can, can you share with us a little bit about how the, the rolling study halls and what we're now calling the rolling Wi-Fi's have helped our student population, our students, as they work through the activities that teachers are doing? How has this helped us in our, in our efforts that we're trying to, to carry out?
6: Sure, I'll be glad to. Um, here in our area, we don't have, some families have no access or very limited, as you've heard. Um, some our teachers have no access or very limited access. So for us, this has really been a gift because our parents, teachers, all can come out here to the parking lot and utilize this service for daily work, uploading videos. Some of our teachers will put videos on for the students to watch. This is an easy way to do it in such a way that the home internet doesn't accommodate. So the rolling Wi-Fi's for us have just been amazing our teachers are reporting that their kids are able to put more work online because they're able to access it. On top of it, for example, we have one teacher that works at another school, which is actually across the county, and on his way home from when he's going out, he comes right by here and he stops and parks and uploads his students' assignments so that they um, also have their assignments. So it's been amazing for both students parents, and kids.
4: You feel like it's bridging a gap for those students that either don't have devices or access and may be limited to the paper-based learning packets that we created. How has that helped?
6: I know that it's definitely helping. I mean, in our case, we have loaned out devices. Um, you, You, of course, gave us permission to do that. So we were able to loan out devices to students. Then, to provide this service, they've been able to participate in ways they could not have participated. Um, Giving the packets works fine. And it certainly is a wonderful supplement, Um, but this is even better because they can participate live and they can get help live from teachers. We have um, real study halls where they can come in and ask their teachers in a block of time, you know, any questions that they have, or just kind of see a classmate that they maybe haven't seen since we stopped in March, which is important because the social emotional learning piece is huge and they're not getting that in isolation or you know shelter at home. On Zoom, it's not the same, but at least they get to see their friends and, and check in with them.
4: So Tom, that's, that's the perspective from several folks, uh, stakeholders in our county. Uh, I would like to stress that we're hearing a lot about grant funding that will be available for us to do remote learning, particularly with devices as we move forward for us and many other counties like us across the state ubiquitous web access may be one of the most important features that we really need to go after and that's that's going to be a large large uh, obstacle for us to tackle and something that school systems can't do on their own and we're excited about the partnerships that, that have created what we have behind us but also what we'll be able to benefit from moving forward.
0: Well we certainly are grateful for you coming back again and giving us an opportunity to talk to some of your parents and to some of your students as well as uh, your uh, faculty members and uh, principals. So thank you for joining us and we'll look forward to uh, continuing the conversation as re-entry takes place and uh, as new things take place in Caldwell. And we certainly appreciate the work of the Education Foundation there and your partnership with Google there. Well, thank
4: you for letting us share our story.
0: Always good to talk with you. Sounds great, thank you much. And y'all please stay safe, okay? We, we
4: will, thank you so much, bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye.